Hey everybody, when you hear that music, and it's been a while since you have heard that music, it's time for The Lighter Side of Baseball with Jamie Uretsky here in yet another beautiful sound studio in Oak Brook, Illinois. There may be a little echo going on, but uh, man, we got some beautiful digs and some ugly weather. It won't stop raining. No golf, no nothing. If the World Series was in Chicago, it wouldn't be played for a probably the last week. I don't think there's a way they would have gotten the game in. But at any rate, we aren't playing baseball. We're here to talk about baseball. And we really, since Craig and I had our little uh, podcast selection day, uh, I think I won. And I think Craig owes me dinner. But uh, Craig will be on this week later on sometime to talk about the World Series. He's lost interest in the whole series because his beloved Brewers got beaten soundly. They didn't score any runs, and when you don't score any runs, their pitcher put his hand through the window, through the wall. Uh, Devin Williams, really stupid move. Suter was out, we don't know why. And uh, by and large, the Brewers, you gotta say, predictably laid an egg. Uh, their pitching really wasn't great, but they, you know, you can't, you can't win zero to zero. You got to score some runs, and they didn't do it. Had no offense, and uh, surprisingly, Yelich had a terrible year. Kane really was average, if not below average. Uh, Avi Garcia was the only guy really doing anything, and Jackie Bradley Jr. was a major disappointment. Uh, we'll be on the air with Dwayne Stats here in the next few days, and Dwayne will be talking about the Rays, who lost in the playoffs, and their chances and what they look like for next year. Um, you know, they got rid of uh, Willie Adamas, and, you know, that didn't seem to make a big impact on the Rays, but it made a big impact on the Brewers. That was a good deal. And uh, their general manager and the president of baseball operations, however you want to talk about those two positions, both... Uh, either turned down or wouldn't talk to the Mets. The Mets can't get a general manager or president of baseball operations, whatever you want to call them. Um, and, and I think part of the reason is the uh, email that the new owner, uh, Mr. Cohen, put out uh, lambasting the players. You know, like, who's going to want to play there unless, I guess if you pay them enough money, they'll pay there, play there. I don't think Baez is going to sign there. Um, be interesting to see where Baez lands. Will it be uh, short shortstop of the Los Angeles Dodgers? Will Bryant be the third baseman of the Los Angeles Dodgers? That's my money. Now, will that happen? I don't know. But I mean, I think that uh, Seeker's gone, Story's gone, uh, so the Cubs can go get a shortstop. The Cubs need to go get Bryant, Rizzo, or Baez, bring them back. I think that's one thing they need to do. Will they do it? I don't know. They need to re-sign Willie Contreras. If they don't do that, you can kiss him goodbye along with the other guys. And so it goes. The um, winter meetings are going to come up. Nothing really happens until the World Series is over, or at least that's the way it's been in the past. And so, you know, I think this is a ho-hum yawn away, unless you're a Braves fan or you're a uh, fan of the cheating champs, the cheating champs, who's rooting for them? If, if, if anybody but Dusty Baker was their manager, there would anybody that would be rooting for the Astros. They are just not well-liked. And, you know, Craig, 
Altuve, Bregman. Um, interesting. Now, here was an interesting fact for you lovers of Hebrew history. And I'm a lover of Hebrew history. And uh, one of my buddies has gone further than being a fan of Hebrew history. He put together this beautiful uh, project with all the Jews in baseball, from Bud Selig and Jerry Reinsdorf to Steve Stone. And, and uh, yeah, it's a beaut. But here's the Hebrew history lesson for today. The first time in a World Series, and, and let me just say, these frigging ridiculous records that Joe Buckarooski comes up with, who cares? You know? Uh, this is the first time that a catcher has laid down a sacrifice bunt, stolen a base, and thrown out a runner ever in the World Series. Now, isn't that something? Who, who doesn't know that? Really? I mean, I don't like Joe Buck. He's horrible. I have people, friends, that have no reason not to like Joe Buck. Send me emails all the time that this guy, they can't listen to the guy. He's horrible. But he's the guy. He's, he's got to be making, bringing down $30 million a year because he goes from the World Series press box, well, let me catch a plane and go to my next, you know. <laughs> I'm jealous. Green with envy. So he does the World Series on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then he does Thursday Night Football for Fox. Um, I think maybe if, and now we know it's one-to-one, -one, so the games are going to, there are going to be at least three more games. So um, it will go to at least game six. And, uh, right, let's see. It's one and one, somebody's got to win four. So that's three. I guess if they win three in a row, then um, they're in the game six. That's why I went to law school and not math. Anybody want to call in and correct me? So I guess it could end in game five. Yeah. I had a buddy who is a mathematician who said, well, at least there'll be a game six. No, I was too asleep to correct him. No, there might not be a game six. The Braves sweep, if the Dodgers, no, the Dodgers can't win. If either the cheating champs or the Braves sweep, it's over. History. Call it, call, call it a long, dreadful, horribly boring World Series, except for a few guys. Now, you guys are going, wait, dude, just because the Cubs aren't in it, don't be a downer. Don't be a Debbie Downer like you always are. You're just a downer. Well, four-hour games with very little hitting uh, and statistics out the wazoo by Joe Buckaroo, just let Smoltzy talk. The guy's intelligent. And get Przinsky. And get uh, Frenchie. Uh, there are good announcers out there. Get Stats. Get Kashan. Get, get anybody. But Buck, what is the weird? That guy's done the World Series for, I think, 100 years. I think he called the famous drop third strike by Bill Dickey of the New York Yankees. We don't, he's not a baseball announcer. He's just a model that talks. And he's got to go in front of the mirror and make sure that his hairdo looks every bit as good as Aikman for the Sunday game. And, uh, you know, Buckaroo, he's, he, he's a model. I give him credit. I'm not criticizing anything about Joe, except he's a horrible broadcaster. Not a broadcaster. Even Costas is better now. And Bob's... You know, like me, long of tooth. I'm not comparing me to Bob Costas. No, Bob's the real deal. I'm not. But I got to say, Joe Buck ain't.
You know, it's just boring. I thought it was bad with Tim McCarver, but it doesn't matter. They could put Dizzy Dean in there with Joe Buck, and it'd still suck because Joe Buckaroo just wants to show you how eloquent the words flow out. Get John Miller. Let him talk Spanish for the first home run and then get back to what is cool is Mike Lowell and uh, Pedro Martinez conducting the interviews on MLB Network in Spanish and then interpreting. They don't need an interpreter. They did the interpreting. They asked the questions in Spanish of Jorge Soler and Rosario and a few of these other guys. Awesome. Awesome. And Heidi Watney, shining as always, does a great job. Yeah, she's nice looking. She's also very competent. And on the... Uh, Last broadcast, maybe on the radio, maybe I was listening on the radio. I believe it had to be the the Met, uh, not the Mets, the Yankees uh, analyst. Um, I think it's Susie. I can't remember her last name. She's great, and and she did a nice job on uh, ESPN Radio, and uh, and and that's pretty good. There are a lot of good announcers out there. I got to say that uh, build up to. I'm not including uh, Brian Anderson in that. Um, B.A. from the Brews, Brewers, not B.A. from Twain Stats Crew. Um, I'm not a fan of B.A. He's like Buck. He's a, he's a Buck wannabe. He's a Buck wannabe. And look, he's good. You know, he's all right. You know, if the networks are paying these guys buku money, so somebody thinks they're good. And uh, God love them. I, I don't care. I'm not going to be there. I would like to be there. Give me a chance to go broadcast a baseball game from uh, uh, Tucumcari, New Mexico, and uh, I'll be there. No problem. That's why I have this podcast that um, we are on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and uh, the audience grows by leaps and bounds. The sponsors want to... I get letters and emails from just like mostly third world countries that want to sponsor the show, and all I need to do is to have them send me a, a little money, I have to send them my credit card, which to me, you know, like I said, I went to law school, but I do logically still maintain a bit of cerebral activity, even post-retirement. I didn't think sending a, uh, somewhere to a former Soviet Union uh, country was a smart move on my credit card, so I kept it, don't have any sponsors yet, but um, yeah, Papakinos is up and going. He's coming up to his year anniversary. I need to get over there for that. Maybe do a podcast from there. Just, you know, at the end of the year, we're going to got a, a correspondent down in the Arizona Fall League. He's, he's wondering how come they have, you know, more than uh, one team represented on a team. So you have a White Sox team guy, a Cardinal guy, and a Rays guy on one team. I said, there's no money. They don't care. So back to the World Series. And back to the playoffs. Was there anything good that happened in the playoffs? Can you guys, I'm trying to think. Now, there were some moments during the course of the playoffs that stood out. But now we're 10 days past the playoffs, and I don't remember anything about them. I know the Dodgers lost. I know the Brewers lost. I know the Yankees lost, and Boone got a new contract, which is well-deserved. Um, the White Sox, what a joke. Let's talk about that. Yeah, here we go. You know, I get excited with my um, negativity more than my positivity. So, you know, there's nothing positive to talk about. So let's talk about negativity. The frigging worst move my good friend, Mr. Reinsdorf, has done was hiring Jerry, uh, not Jerry Maguire, Jerry Maguire. Now, that's a great movie. I love Jerry Maguire. Um, 
kind of mirrored my agent's career, except Jerry bounced back with one guy, my one guy, hurt his arm, end of my career. Um, Tony LaRusso, my God. They should have sponsorship, not from sports books like FanDuel. Uh, they should be sponsored by somebody in the funeral business because T-Bone looks like, you know, except for the black dye he puts on his hair. Give me a break. Jerry, why did you do that? I was available. And uh, I, I, guess I, I think that I would have as good a record as Jerry if you gave me his coaches who knew what they're doing. Um, you hired Jerry because Rick Renneria didn't know how to handle pitchers in the ninth inning. Well, n- apparently neither did La Russa. In fact, La Russa, this is funny. I don't know. if Did anybody watch uh, the White Sox play the Astros? Now, here's the newsflash. I spent a lot of time in Houston, Texas, seven years to be exact. So I'm kind of an expert, at least back in that day of the weather, in Houston. In July, August, September, and into October, it's hot. Just like January, February, March, April. But more than the heat, it's humid. So what's he do? Tony decides to start his... Now, I have a lot of sympathy for fat people because I'm always on a diet. This is day seven. I'm, I'm going to get to Joe DiMaggio this time. That'll happen before Christmas. Day seven... Um, did we get to the Hebrew history? I don't think we did. Here's the Hebrew history, and we'll get back to Tony Larissa. You know the way I've kind of I've got a, a outline plan to go beautifully through this, but I'm whatever the opposite of anal is. That's me. I'm sporadic. Hebrew history. Bregman, the third baseman for the Houston Astros, faced Max Fried, the first Hebrew confrontation in the World Series history. Now. People would say, well, what's so, that's amazing, right? Or not so amazing. Well, what's amazing is, other than Sandy Koufax, Steve Stone, and Ken Holzman, come up with a good Jew in baseball. Um, a guy, David Green or whatever, who, you know, there's always somebody who wants to take off uh, Yom Kippur, which is understandable, or... Uh, um, take a break on Yom Kippur or on um, other holidays. And that's fine. I got no problem with that. There just aren't that many, but there, there are more and more, and, and I'm not sure why there weren't before. Um, Mo Berg, probably the most famous pre-World War II uh, Jewish baseball player because he was a spy. Read that book. It's a good book. The Catcher Was a Spy great book. It's not very long either. I can read that, like 120 pages, pretty good. Anyway, so there's your Hebrew history, and um, man, I mean, there's certainly nobody better than Sandy Koufax, and you ought to check out, um, I'll get a site for it the next time, maybe if I remember, which I probably won't. It's a cool poster of all the Jews in baseball, including um, some players that you would would not think uh, um, were Jewish, but from what I heard, they all agreed to sign the original, and that went for big bucks. And the prints are going for big bucks. And it goes to a, uh, my buddy Sweet Pea's uh, charitable trust for the benefit of his family. Uh, I'm kidding on that. It goes to charity, probably through Doug Davis's charity. 
great pitcher for the Brewers and the Diamondbacks. Um, you know, Kenny Holtzman wouldn't sign it. Is that weird? I mean, it's just weird. And uh, I think Steve Stone went out and helped him get a lot of guys, and that's good. Anyway, uh, we've covered the Hebrew history segment of this. I want to get uh, Bob Kendrick. I'm going to get a segment on the on the Negro League Museum again. We'll do that. I'm just never in Kansas City anymore. Ugh. Anyway, whether well, uh, so Kansas City is going to be my southern home in the uh, off season, as Chicago may be tough to play golf. It's tough to play golf today in Chicago, but uh, same in Kansas City. So, okay, back to Larissa. And Houston, where was I? I've see no papers. I don't. My director's not talking in my ear. Here's the deal: fat people. Lance Lynn is 80 pounds overweight. He had a great season, and he signed a moderate, in current terms, 14 million, 15 million, 16 million dollar extension for next year. God love him, you know. Uh, Baez, Rizzo, and. Uh, and Brian should have done that. And then I'd, I'd be a lot happier and I'd probably be getting my season tickets. That's another story. I may be getting season tickets, not my own. It's another story. I don't want to go into it because you guys go, I told you you'd get season tickets, you bozo. Anyway, here's Lance Lynn, 80 to 100 pounds overweight, pitching with the roof open. And No, actually, the roof was closed. I don't know why they've... They've determined that, like, the last game there, the game two of the World Series, the roof was open, which I should have been open when I took my brother to game five of the World Series in 2019, but they was closed. It's a much better environment with the roof open. Uh, now, the petrochemicals will sneak into the environment when you're in Minute Maid Park, but that's okay. We have good immune systems. So that's not a political statement, and I'm not making any political statement about People that ought to be vaccinated, why are you not? You don't join. No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, so first pitch, Lance Lynn is mopping. He's sweating. He's taking his hat off. The dude was gassed from warming up. Anybody last an inning or two? I've never seen more pitchers get pulled quicker. Um, the Astros pitcher, Eurigas, or whatever his name is, made it six innings. I think that was a modern-day record. Anyway, four-hour games. Back to, back to the White Sox. They shouldn't have lost to the Astros. They won one game. They were totally outperformed by the Astros, outprepared by Dusty Baker. And instead of Tony saying, you know what, this is fun, Jerry, this was great, but I'm going to head out. Why don't you go get go get Ozzy Gian again? He'd be better than Tony. Um, I am Robin Ventura, Rick Renteria, um, Al Lopez, if he were still alive. Anybody but Tony Larusa. But knew he did so well. He managed to stay awake through at least the photographs that were shot of T-Bone on the bench. He was. I'll give him this. He managed to stay awake through most games. And, uh, you know, when there are four-hour games, nobody cares that it takes him a half an hour to walk out to the mound, but it took a long time. It, the dude looks like he's looking for the next meal at a uh, uh, residential facility for people that are getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, seriously. And I, I am all about 
um, facilities to take care of people like me who are getting older and have a nice place to go. But Tony, give it up. Give it up. Dusty, on the other hand, sounds like a 30-year-old. He sounds like the Bob Euchre of managers. Euch sounds young. I'm pulling for Euch to broadcast for another 25 years. Medical odds are not with me on that one, but there's nobody better than Euch. Dwayne Stats, Tom Hamilton. I love you, Craig Kishan. You're fun. Please act good, too. There's some good guys. Which brings me to Marquee Sports Network and the Chicago Cubs. Okay, here we go. The Cubs weren't in it. I don't know if anybody knew that. But they had a much better record in early August, even after the trade deadline. Well, let's go back to July 25th. They had a much better record than the team that's now in the World Series, the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves did not get over 500 until August 6th, a week after the trade deadline. They lost some good players, including... Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. And they lost a couple of other guys whose names I don't know. And Antipolis, their new, he's probably not new anymore, general manager, president, guru, head Fred, whatever you want to call him. Unlike Jed Hoyer, who apparently learned from the heels of Theo Epstein, unlike those bozos and Tom Ricketts, the Braves go out and get a whole new outfield. And those son of a guns have hit like 25 home runs combined in the playoffs. Jack Peterson, Rosario, MVP of the ALC, NLCS. Um, they go get Duval, who's cranked for the Rays and he's cranked for the Reds. The guy's great. So they got Soler, Rosario, Duval and, man, one other guy I can't think of. I should have done my homework, but I didn't. Guilty. Jorge Soler, I mean, second pitch of the World Series, third pitch of the World Series, he gets into the, into the uh, cheap seats, the, you know, Little League home run. It's a Little League home run. In fact, the Williamsport, Left field fence is probably longer than where the Crawford boxes start at Minute Maid Park, but that's okay. I'm all for that. Asymmetrical ballparks. God, nothing. What fun is it at Petco? Move the fences in. You know, let's get some home runs. Give everybody the same chance. Move the field fences in in Detroit. Move the fences in and everywhere. Yeah, let's play. Make it mandatory that everybody has to have. Uh, a roof over their stadium in 10 years, and the either left field or right field can only be 220 feet away. That'd be great. Put up a green monster if you want. Put up a skyscraper if you want. I don't care what you put up. But give us a home run uh, target of 220 feet. It'd be great. So um, the Astros and the Braves make it through their respective challenges. And they were division winners, so we don't have a wild card in there. We finally had a team that won a game at home. That hadn't happened in a while, but of course, nobody played at home last year. COVID had the uh, bubble in L.A. and the bubble in uh, Dallas, and so nobody had a home game. So everybody's making a big deal out of the home team not winning, but the Astros finally did. Okay. Um, Highlights, Charlie Morton broke his leg and continued to pitch. That's pretty cool. 
I could tell you a story about when I broke the same bone sliding, showing my Little League team how to slide. Uh, although I could, had a pretty good idea it was broken, but I could still walk uh, with the assistance of a uh, bat. Uh, ground Chuck, as somebody fu- called him humorously, Charlie Morton, uh, pitched another three outs, two in that inning and one more in the next inning before he left. And what happened was is he landed on his uh, foot, and it was kind of at a diagonal. And, and when he went down, he could tell that he did the final break of his fibula because that's basically what happens when you rotate your ankle out 45 degrees and then you squat down quickly. Uh, the ligaments are going to tear, and then the fibula will break. Now, it's a little free medicine for you. I'm not a, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not anything. I'm a retired lawyer and uh, a baseball, uh, baseball coach who broke my leg showing my kids how to slide. Huh. <laughs> uh, they still remember that. You know, they were like 13 years old. They remember when old Pops broke his leg at sliding practice. Mm. Oh, well. Anyway, so we got the World Series going on, game three, four, and five back in Atlanta. And I'm um, not sure what the weather's like, but the weather's been kind of bad in Virginia, so Georgia's probably getting a little rain. Haven't checked to see if that game's going to get in, but while we take a quick break, I'll look at the weather in Atlanta, Georgia, and get back to you guys. So be good, be happy. Uh, no golf in Kansas City, but uh, on the lighter side of baseball, we'll be back after this quick break. Hey, 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 on the letter side of baseball is back. And we have consulted our crew of meteorologists. We have a crew of meteorologists consisting of my phone. Like all the rest of our phones, looks like it's gonna be a soggy night, but I think they're gonna get it in. It's gonna be one of those deals where they, um, you know, sprinkle the infield every hour. And, uh, you know, the pitchers are probably allowed to uh, uh, maybe get a little pine tar, I don't know. You know, they still strip search these guys. I mean, what idiot is going to get caught? Now they, you know, put it in your jock. They're not doing a strip search yet. Anyway, spin rate's down. Home runs are up. Been a lot of home runs this uh, offseason, I guess. Not many stolen bases. But, you know, it, it. there hasn't been a good game. It's been the first team to score gets a few more runs, and then they go on to win the World Series the, the game, and it's not really contested. Now, there were some cool walk-off wins in the Braves uh, series with the Dodgers, and who was pulling for the Dodgers? Nobody, you know? I know one Dodger fan. That's it. The, um, the big losers were the Cubs, the Padres. The Giants kind of, you know, fell flat. Um, not, to, not surprising. The Braves, not surprising. They're a good team. I don't think anybody realized because they're just, the, you know, it's so used to over the years the Braves being good. I mean, would you think the, the streaks this organization goes on? Um, they've won four division titles in a row in, in the toughest division. And if you were going to rank those today, you know, the Mets, the Nationals, the uh, Marlins, and the uh, Phillies, I, I wouldn't put the Braves number one. I, I would probably still continue to think the Phillies, then the Nationals, then the Mets, and the Marlins, and the Braves. Somewhere in there I'd put the Braves. But uh, they get no respect. They're the Rodney Dangerfield of uh, baseball. I don't get it. So we've got 
at least three more games, probably five more games. It'll probably go five back to the Minute Maid Park. And I think without Charlie Morton, the Braves' chances are pretty small. The Astros just punish the ball. And, uh, you know, the big pitching studs for the Braves haven't been there. Max Fried has been, he looks like um, he should have gotten traded to the Cubs for Jorge Soler. They traded, the Royals gave away Soler, by the way. Oh, my God. Uh, some guy that, it's like the 55th prospect on the A team. I don't get it. Um, there is a pitcher from Blue Valley High School, Stanzik or Stanek, a relief pitcher that's had a good year, good, good playoff from Blue Valley High School. That's cool. There's a lot of Kansas City connection, a lot of Cub connection, the Jack Peterson, Jorge Soler, uh, Dusty Baker. Of course, you know, if you play long enough, you're going to have been on the Cubs. So um, what happens after the World Series? Well, you know, they make the offers. It's going to be interesting to see if any player takes any money uh, in these conditional offers because they're limited now uh, and even before when they weren't. Very few people ever took that qualifying offer. But uh, last year, a couple guys did, and uh, the teams lost. So the, um, the issue between now and... Uh, the winter meetings is the collective bargaining agreement. They don't have an agreement for 2022. And so there's a lot of talk that uh, a lot of issues are going to be hammered out and agreed to, but that some issues won't be agreed to. And so it's going to be interesting to see if, uh, here's my prediction. They're all making so much money. They're all making so much money. Of course, the players want their fair share well, you know, the average salary is over $5 million, so their fair share is pretty good, and they get the marketing money. Um, yeah, every time there's a little sale of a product that has that little MLB uh, logo on the back, the players get some of that. My prediction is greed will trump out after there's a long, lengthy offseason, uh, maybe even into spring training lockout. And then they'll start spring training late, but they won't care because let's start the season on time, and they will. There you go. You had it. That is succinct and accurate, and that's what's going to happen. A lot of hooey, and then the Brinks truck gets rolled up to both sides of the negotiating table, and the players get their big bucks, and I hope they do something to make the payrolls more equitable you know, yeah, I know the Rays have a lot of success. The A's have a lot of success. The Rays are going to get booted out of Tampa Bay if they're not careful. They need to build a new stadium. The A's look like they might be on the brink of a new stadium, and if that's the case, they will not be moving to Las Vegas. So everybody, all the owners who just make money hand over fist in a lot of different ways have now looked at what, what they're really thinking about. At the time they do the collective bargaining agreement, they've already... They've already booked a gigantic broadcast deal, so the owners are getting divided up that by 30. They want to divide it up by 32. They need to get Oakland situated, and it looks like Oakland might be on the right track. Then they need to focus on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay does not have a plan. Their plan is somewhere between farcical, I think that's a word, farcical, and not so eloquent 
ridiculous. Play the first half of the season in Tampa Bay and the second half in in Montreal. Hey, if I'm a Montreal guy fan or a Tampa, what do you call them? The Bexpos or the Racecos or the I don't know what. Who cares what you call them? Who wants a season ticket for half of the year? And where's the World Series? Who gets the series? Who gets the All Star Game if there's one? It's the dumbest idea. Build a friggin' stadium, you know, and put a roof on it. They're talking about building a new stadium without a roof. It'll be cheaper. I'll tell you who's going to have a new stadium in the next 10 years, the Kansas City Royals. I guarantee that. You heard it here first. Maybe not first. The Royals will be downtown in a beautiful new stadium, and they can kiss Kauffman Stadium goodbye. Now, they may rename the new stadium Kauffman Stadium, although they'll sell the... Cerner or Hallbrook, Hallmark, or somebody to naming rights, just like the Chiefs did. Who the heck is the company that... It's not Arrowhead Stadium anymore. It's like Gah-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-field. Oh, my God. Gah, oh, my gah Anyway, you see, things are funny. Nothing's really happening, but it's funny. So we got the World Series. Uh, we have a tide. We go back, the, the Braves are going to win two out of three in Atlanta and get swept in Houston, and that's it. Nobody's going to care. You know, they'll forget about it. How many bullpen games do we need? Average game over four hours, ridiculous. The umpires have been catching a little flack. I mean, they're, they're horrible. They, I don't know. The game's too long. They throw a pitch a minute, and then they don't hit more than one pitch every out of ten. So you got 10 minutes with one ball in play. The average time in a regular season game is one ball in play every four minutes. Remember when I explained that to you? Now it's gone to 10 minutes in the World Series. It's like, oh, my God. And next year, can we have a rule that Eloy Jimenez has to button up his jersey and they can't have bling out? In fact, they shouldn't be allowed to wear their bling Hey, I'm getting old, getting tired. Not really. So that's a good place to wrap on the lighter side of baseball. You know, I think it's all the light side of baseball. I think it's all light. And, you know, I can't pull for the cheating champs. I kind of pulled for them against the White Sox because of you-know-who being the manager. I love Dusty. Nice guy. I was good friends with Nelly. Um, but, and this is a big but, the rest of the team, I don't like. I don't like, you know, Altuve's okay. I don't like Correa. I don't like Bregman. Man, they've got this, uh, this um, Alvarez dude's good when the, uh, NLC, the ALCS. Keep getting those two mixed up because you know why I do that? The Brewers used to be the American League. Astros were in the National League. Now it's all. And the owners are going to get a billion dollars for every new franchise, which Las Vegas is going to get a new franchise and probably... Who knows where the other one will be? I don't. I don't have a clue. Why go to Montreal? Oh, my God. Whatever. They don't ask me. Nobody asks me. Nobody cares. That's the great thing about having a podcast where nobody cares. So my uh, producer is yelling at me to wrap this up, and we're going to wrap it up. The next podcast we're going to do probably be at the end of the World Series before the winter meetings with Craig Kashan and hopefully another one with Dwayne Stats. And uh, we'll see who else we can get. So 
Jamie Rusk on the live side of baseball. Next time, hopefully, we'll have another live body to listen to besides moi. But it's fun. I love it. And uh, I hope you guys have a good weekend. I hope the Braves beat the Astros. And we'll be back in a week to wrap up the World Series. So, for Jamie Rusky on the Lighter Side of Baseball, where you can find that on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple iTunes, have a great week. <laughs>